Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. Prime. Boothman. Boothman Prime. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's the dealio? Uh, it's great. Thank you yeah. for giving the us the control of the mic. You're yeah, really anytime. And we always over say, to my friends. We're a jazz trio, and we're all playing the instrument of yeah. our personality. I'm, I'm the guy that comes in at the beginning with the boom. Justin, yeah. how was your weekend? The bassist? <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're definitely that guy. You know what you're talking about. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was my daughter's birthday. And I was saying this to Pete backstage. Uh, I, we asked our daughter, uh, what, what do you want? who do you want to come to your birthday party? And she was like, Mima, who is my mother. And we were like, she's not going to come. And then she was like, Arlo, which is a friend of hers. And we were like, he'll definitely be here. And then the third person she said was Pete. What? Not a joke. Why she, wouldn't you invite me to her birthday party? I would have loved to come. If you came over with children? And, I mean, that's <laughs> bad off the jump. And the fact that it was like... Yeah. If she wanted me to show up, I could have showed up. No, I, it, I think it's... Pete came over to do record a podcast or something or when she was a kid. Yeah. Like when she was a baby. And for some reason, I think she's like, oh, Justin's friends with Pete. So Pete is very... It lives large in her mind. And so she's like... She will randomly just say... We, we had a lot of fun making fun of you. She was a baby, so I don't know how much she, she laughed. did that. She laughed at my she jokes. She laughed at farting. So I think she's, she's right in your audience. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> she <laughs> she made no impression men- whatsoever. She <laughs> kind of <laughs> snuck into your house and then snuck out. And that yeah. was pretty much it. Oh, That's cool. You did that? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying uh, just in oh, general. Oh, for I mean, recording no a podcast. That's I, a weird thing to say. <laughs> after all, nothing. I just snuck in your house. I mean, <laughs> don't worry about it. Unrelated to the birthday party you're having for your daughter, I snuck into your house. Don't worry about it. We're going to move on. Okay, cool. Uh, I will say, actually, uh, so a while ago, a couple of years back, we went on a cruise together. Do we talk and, about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone and, knows 
what we're talking about. Yes. And uh, my whole family came with us. And yeah. my son, for years, whenever I would say, okay, it's Tuesday, I'm going to go do the show, he would say, with Justin and Pete? Aww. And I'd say, mm-hmm. And he'd say, on a boat, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, not this time. Maybe yeah. next time. That's funny. To be fair, it doesn't make sense. What we do. <laughs> no, and he's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. We'll do it on a boat at some point. Guys, very excited about the guests that we have on the show tonight. They are the creators of the comic book, The Weatherman, which we love very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Fox and Jody LaHoo. Yeah, yeah. Come Welcome on back, out, gentlemen. Out. Welcome back. Right this way. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you. Guys. Thank you for doing Hello. this. Hello. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Oh yeah, back absolutely. to the show. Thanks for having oh, yeah, love me. Very excited to have you. Uh, so, Weatherman, yeah, Volume Two is coming out very soon. Yeah, June twenty sixth. That June. means there's yeah. been multiple issues of the Weatherman, and they've been collected. Right? That's correct. Great. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking to the wrong guys, but they're the no. Guys. <laughs> no, I'm just checking that I know what comic books are. Yes, uh, they're collected. <laughs> it's called a trade paperback, which right, is I don't a term it. that why we lose anymore, but you. It's, we do. Yeah, you lost me. Uh, so, for those in the audience who don't necessarily know what the concept of Weatherman is. Why don't you plug it for them? Sure. So it, it takes place in the far future. Um, it's uh, Earth's been destroyed by the worst terrorist attack in human history, and all that's left of humanity are now living on terraform Mars. And all those folks are angry and afraid and uh, worried about another attack, and uh, they're looking for someone to blame. And so in that environment, you're introduced to this character, Nathan Bright, who's like a fun-loving local weatherman. <laughs> uh, he's got a really cool girlfriend. He's got a you know kick ass. The dog. perfect life. A exactly. fun loving weatherman is just, like an ideal life. He's got it made, absolutely. And um uh I'm losing my train of thought here. Yeah, so he um all of a sudden finds himself accused of masterminding this attack. Which is crazy, right? Because he's like, I'm your local weatherman, you see me on your commutes every morning. I'm like, a goof. Yeah, exactly. I can't possibly have done this. A horrific thing. Yeah, ill-suited Ill to say the least. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, problem is, there's a giant hole in Nathan's memory, and he can't actually say if he did it or not. Ooh. So um, he's forced on the run, uh, totally unprepared for life as the galaxy's most wanted man, and uh, he has to, you know, find the truth and hopefully find the key to s you know, stopping a second mass attack. Where did? Where did the concept of having a weatherman as the hero of the book start? Where did that specifically come from? Local news? <laughs> um, honestly, I think it started, the earliest kernel of the idea goes way, way back to you know, before I, I you know, wrote this book, obviously, or Shirtless Bear Fighter, or before I had an editorial career at Marvel. Um, back when I was sort of like pecking away at writing, you know, early, first early efforts, and I was really into crime fiction at the time, and I was just trying to think of a concept for a short story. And I had this—I settled on this character that was uh, that was a weatherman, and it was all finger guns and smiles on camera, and then off camera he was suffering in some way. And I couldn't really figure it out at the time, and just kind of put it down and forgot about it. Um, and then, like I mentioned, I had this whole editorial career where you know I'm working on superhero books, but all of those books are you know sort of these micro examinations of genre in and of themselves. And uh, you know my and, and I'm working on so many books at one time, spinning all these different plates, and so my brain is just full of all this information, and um, just got really stretched out, I guess, <laughs> with all these ideas. So when I left editorial to go back to writing, um, I just you know my I had so much that I wanted to do, and I was just sort of digging back through my earlier 
stuff and found this character again and just started building to it and adding to it. And I found that I had just so much more to say now than I did then. And, um, you know, just sort of realized how elastic the medium was and, you know, could just create my own circumstances and scenarios and world. And it just kind of ballooned like crazy um, to being about a lot of stuff. So well, you really started with the weatherman. That's fun. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. uh, what I love about the book is uh, we meet our protagonist and we find out that he may is most likely the architect of a, this horrifying thing. So then you're like, oh, do I do I like this guy? And now he's the bad guy. And then he sort of flips again. You keep flipping us on him. And this is just sure. in the first like volume, the first yeah. uh, a handful of issues for it. And uh, that's you don't see that a lot in storytelling, and it's especially in comic books where it's like pretty hard line. That's what I call a hero, and that guy's a bad guy. Yeah, this book is um, is definitely not binary in any yeah. way. Uh, it's extremely gray, um, and uh, I think that you know that mirrors our reality much more than uh, you know, like a most superior comics or. Um, that kind of thing. Nathan, how did you come on board the project, and have you also always had a relationship with Weathermen? <laughs> uh, I actually know a couple of Weathermen through, oh, through my oh, wife. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. Why would you need to know more than one? <laughs> Meteorologist. Why didn't you tell okay, me this? Cool. Oh, so, okay, cool. But, but only, only from a distance. We could, from a, distance. we could have done a ride-along. What's that? We could have done a ride along, just like hung out with him. And, <laughs> we, should, we should have. Yeah. Wow, that would be my, the my, worst. <laughs> my, my, twi- my Twister movie worst dreams would have come true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I I got this crazy phone call and I picked it up and this guy says, "Hey, I know you don't remember me, but I talked to you a while ago about a cover. I've got this idea for this book." And before he finished talking, I said, "No, no, thanks. It's all right." <laughs> Turn me down. Uh, He's like, uh, like, "Absolutely not. Don't lose my number." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I honestly, just hearing the concept of it, and at the time, I happened to be starting, I kind of left work for hire for a while uh, and focused on teaching. Uh, I run a grad program at the School of Visual Arts and Storytelling. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I really just focused on launching the grad program and kind of getting back to it and uh, was really frustrated with comics and enjoying doing it and loving it, but, you know, not really owning any of it, wanting to write my own stuff. And I started writing and I'm dealing with all this personal stuff and, you know, really kind of getting into it. And then Jody called, and every th- a lot of the stuff that I was already doing, he had written much, or what I was working on, he, Jody was dealing with it on such a higher level. Uh, it was a great opportunity to work with somebody of his caliber, which, honestly, the writing is beautiful. The words are beautiful. The scripts are amazing. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. We just, we just started talking, started, you know, debating larger questions. And, uh, you know, he, he basically sent me the first, uh, you know, the, the pitch and the first, uh, first issue. And I was like, all right, well, you know, he sent me some more and I started reading some more and, and it was just, it was so obvious that it was, it was kind of a, kind of a dream project come true. And it was really hard to not want to tell this story. Cause I guess for the first time, at least on my end, which is what I was searching for and hoping to write on my own was, you know, like a, a really great project where I felt I actually, I was at a point, and especially now, I feel like I actually have something to say in the medium after like seven to ten years of wow. attempting it, right? Mm-hmm. And like be, being in a place where I actually want to say something and commit. Uh, and the story and what we're working on and where everything is headed just just fit that bill perfectly. And it was great. It was a great collaboration. 
Uh, speaking of working with high caliber people whose words are poetry, um, we yes, what's in, up, Justin? We not, uh, I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. I'm complimenting us, uh, but for Nathan, uh, <laughs> you were our one of our first interviews like ten years ago yeah. via Skype when we were working on a show called The Pulp Secret. Yeah, Report. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, we skyped with you in a state far away. Uh, I am back in Wisconsin. That's here. where you live now. Yeah. I, I am in an undisclosed lo- location in Wisconsin. Okay, okay. smart, fine, smart, huh. uh, good. Okay, okay. we'll uh, find you. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, it's crazy that that was that happened so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we ran into each other off and on at cons. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been great. Yeah. It's it is weird that's... that time passes. I mean, it's true. It's yeah. all, it's all, it was like two years ago. Yes. <laughs> um, w- so it sounds like, from what you're saying, when you guys, uh, when you got on board the project, it sounds like you already had a bunch of the scripts and ideas done. What is the collaborative process like between you two? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, early days, I, I this is one of the, this is one of those, those books that I wanted to write a fair amount of before I tried to pitch it or bring another person on, just because. It's real different, and um, I kind of wanted to make sure I had my arms wrapped around what it was. Um, so yeah, I had a fair amount um, built up a pretty good head of steam, a bunch of scripts I was able to send over. Um, but uh, in terms of the collaborative process, I mean, I write full scripts. We, um, you know, we discuss a lot, um, particularly about world elements and acting. And you know, um, Nathan is just—I mean, he's. An absolute genius. You know, he's a total master storyteller. I'm not even kidding. Um, he just incredible um, what he's this able to do. This is a love fest over here, too. No, I'm serious. I can't. I cannot say. Uh, Are you guys just nonstop compliments? Uh, yeah. You, I mean, I guess. Where so, do you find the time only, to work oh, on only the book? Only in public. The, it's in public. The, cu- the, cu- the cuffs come off in in, in private and, uh, and, and well, on the phone. Yeah. The oh no, we'll, we'll disagree about stuff, but um, but not very often. Anyway, point is, he's so good at so many things. <laughs> Um, he's he's really great with with acting, small moments, big moments. His his art has so much energy, but he knows how to tone it down at the right times. Um, <laughs> he can, you know, it's all it's all fantastic, and obviously his illustrations incredible. But you're um, like a divorced couple giving a toast at a wedding who just had a fight before <laughs> they stepped out. Like, oh my god, he's amazing. That's he's fantastic. so well, good. I, th- yeah. I think a, a, there is there is something to be said for her time. Stop being so jealous of the relationship. Yo, I sit next to you. <laughs> like, I can't imagine you saying anything even. Fuck appro- you, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's yeah. what I get from you. So well, this, there, I am jealous. There, there is there is something to be said about uh, about collaborations who who have time to really focus on story and kind of put it first. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was kind of blown away that he wanted to continue working because I basically told him, look, this is awesome, but I can't start for a year. Oh, like wow. I, and it's like, I don't know if you want to wait, but you know, I, I, I can't do this You're because I have previous commitments. Well, no, I was, I was happy to wait. I mean, it was oh, honestly... Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. So, can I finish my statement, please? Yeah. Oh, no. Don't interrupt me. All right. There we go. Here we go. Let's get messy. But I guess, I guess my, my point was, dear... Oh, no. No, that we... You, you know how I feel about you. Uh, that we, we had, there was something amazing about those first two years before anything really came out because we had a lot of time to focus on development. And I, I think that that time was invaluable looking back. 
and it's only kind of compounded where we know we want to take it and as it's kind of growing and telling us what it what it wants. And you guys are taking your time with it because the the last issue came out like four or five months ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The last the, issue came out in November, and the new one comes out in June. Yeah. Uh, and so then the trade's coming out, uh, or the trade has come out. Yeah, well, volume one is out, yeah. 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 Uh, and then how much more, is this going to be another like chunk, and then we're going to keep getting pieces, or how does, it, how does it break down? Yeah, so yeah. the plan is for it to be three volumes. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're working toward now. Um, probably the same sort of time frame. We'll take a break in between arcs, just because you know we don't want to um, bring another art team on. You know what I mean? We really want this yeah. to be a singular voice. I think the book deserves that. Um, makes a big difference. It absolutely makes a big difference. And we feel like people are, you know, maybe a little bit, or readers are a little bit more open to that sort of thing these mm. days, you know, just sort of treating it like seasons. Um, they, yeah. you know, television does the exact same thing. They, they have a production schedule. The, the season comes out. They take a break because they don't want to farm it out to other people just to kind yeah. of hit some kind of a weekly or monthly model or whatever. You don't want to bring another person into your relationship. No, no. Yeah. These that's, things take... Yeah, exactly. That's a big exactly. move. I mean, I do, but situation. I won't. Yeah, oh, no, that's, see, that's, oh, exactly. And that's the restraint. Exactly. That's, that's, right. that's the restraint that's important. <laughs> I, like, no. we didn't want to bring Alex into our relationship. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't join the show for five years. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was five year, a five-year clusterfuck. <laughs> Literally. Screen, yeah, and then Alex came in. Emphasis on the second word. And Alex slowly moved his seat from over here mm. through yeah. a... I really, I really work like with a little it. prince, I hope. like a special prince. <laughs> Listen, I hope someday to work my way to that seat and then that seat. <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens. And then out, and then and then the doors over there, yeah. <laughs> right out of the theater. I so you, we're at a midpoint. You're saying yeah. <laughs> we've been here for a while, right? I'm, this is the midpoint of my life, and then I'll be dead. Okay, um, let's. Uh, I want to talk to you more about the production schedule, just because both of you have been in comics for a very long time. Do you feel? There was this pressure, right, for decades, and there's still this pressure with the big comics, with Marvel and DC, that this product has to come out every single month, no matter what. When you're doing a project like this, what are you focusing on? Are you feeling like the audience is going to follow you no matter how often it comes out? Is it focused on the trade? Is it focused on the end product? What are you looking towards? Well, I think you said it right there, is they, they look at it as this product has to come out. And that's not how we look at it. We look at it as we have a story to tell, we want to tell it at the highest level we can, um, and we're going to take the time to do that because it's important to us. Um, and uh, we hope people and readers will stick around for that. We hope to, you know, that they find the story compelling and what we're doing exciting enough to to understand why the break is there and to to come along for that. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you want, right? Like as a reader, is a is a really quality story and a really good you know, reading experience you know comics are amazing you know so why can't so why don't we you know um prove that <laughs> well and, it's, and it and it gives us a chance to make something that we know we we would want to see right, right? as opposed to churning it out for a print production deadline or or being under that gun and that pressure uh you know when we got started we knew we didn't want to miss any dates we wanted to make sure it was out on time we wanted to build an audience the, the volumes as they come out are hopefully, you know, great entry points every time there's a, a new first issue. So, you know, those who may have heard about it or read the, the trade might be interested in the single issues if they want something seasonal. You know, so it, you know, it, it has all of those entry points and those availabilities. But, I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, this story, we mean something to us. And, you know, it, this is a selfish act as well. And we want to... Well. It's not like we're trying to control it, but I... I 
Jody said it perfectly, right? It's like we wanted to make a quality book, and we wanted to make like big meal comics. We didn't want it to to be beholden to to that production. Yeah, and just real quickly, it's it's not a foregone conclusion. There's not the assumption that the readers are going to be there. You know, yeah. we're taking a risk doing this for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, so far we've had you know our books our books doing great. We've got an incredible fan base. Um, and hopefully they stick around for, to see it all the way through. For a uh, television adaptation, is there a celebrity weatherman you'd want to cast? In the role? <laughs> oh man! I mean, and we, there's a, obviously we all know the long list of celebrity weathermen. So are yeah. there any? Sure, we don't need to repeat any of their names. Of, names. of course yeah. not. There's oh, so I, many of them. I mean, if I could pick somebody like off the top of my head, like right now on the spot, I'd probably say like a Sam Rockwell type or a Paul Ooh. Rudd type. Uh, nice. nice. Yeah. They're not weather. Somebody they're not weathermen, but so, I guess no. you could. They are actors. <laughs> so they oh, you want the weather part? Sure, but how? How do you, what do you have to you train? You want me to pick yeah. actual weatherman? Um, yeah, if you can name a weatherman who's not Al Roker, <laughs> I will give you, I'll buy you a drink for sure. <laughs> actual weatherman that's not Al Roker? Yeah. I'm uh, horrible with names. I'm totally blanking, but I see their faces. Yeah. That's I'll the whole what, That's what celebrity is, by the think, way. That's the best, that's the best that's I've what, got. How, that's what's yeah. not being a celebrity. Think <laughs> of a ridiculous pun that involves the weather, and that's probably the name of a weatherman. Like Stormy Weathers is probably a weatherman somewhere. <laughs> Very likely. Uh, it's a weatherman? Absolutely. Wow. What world do Or you something else. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. How about a fictional weatherman? Yeah. Okay. Steve well, Carell? Steve, Steve Carell. That's an actor. That's a human. That's a real person. Well, a, he played a weatherman. <laughs> he yeah, played a weatherman. What, what was true. the name of his character? Oh wow! Yeah, too. Well, there's something yeah. about weathermen. Your face, get off of our yeah. show. Weathermen, weathermen are forgettable people. They That's are. what I'm saying. We forget everything. Like uh, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray. What's his name? Phil Connors. All right. Uh, next trade comes out in June, right? Um, next, the first issue of Volume Two comes out in June. Oh, okay. Um, the next trade, we, Volume Two trade, we haven't put on the schedule yet. Probably be February next year. All right, yeah. that's Maybe. longer than that. Okay, definitely check that out. Where could you find out more information about the weatherman? Uh, you can follow us online for sure on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, wm underscore comic. We've got uh, lots of premium materials, news updates, all that good stuff. Um, definitely check it out. Weather. Yep. <laughs> well, Think about it. Not a bad idea. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and you also go to Images' website. And yeah. All right. Very cool. Definitely check that out. And we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah. yeah and in the stack, we're very briefly going to talk about a couple of other books that came out this week. Let's kick it off with one of Pete's favorites, Murder Falcon, number eight oh from God. Image Comics. This is the last the issue last of Murder issue. Falcon. Are you giving up on everything after this? Are you done with yeah, comics? Yeah, I'm done with comic books after this. This is just... Uh, yeah, I would like to say I took a big gamble after the first issue and made a T-shirt, a Murder Falcon T-shirt, because I was <laughs> that's so... A huge, that's a huge gamble. Yeah, because wow. I, really I had a feeling that it was going to be a legendary run, and it didn't, didn't Wait, disappoint. Wait, what color was the T-shirt? It was black. Always been on black. Oh, Good. thanks, Wesley Snipes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like to think there you have a bunch of T-shirts at home of comics that you made a T-shirt for. <laughs> or like, didn't really didn't live up to. Out. Didn't no. work out. No. I'll put you away, uh, Punisher War Journal. I'll, I'll put hey, you that away. That worked out. It was it good? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final uh, Crisis but, T-shirt. Not but this that. last issue really delivered. I must have read this on the train. I want to say. 13 times, something How like that. How long was your train ride? Yeah. 
No, it was just like every day every I would day. keep reading it. Oh, I my heard, God, that's crazy. Yeah. There was a... I heard, 13 days in a row? You I heard tell of train delays because of a sobbing man. Yeah, on the, I did. On the I did. The first time I wrote it, I broke down and, and cried. It was yeah. really... It was like a grown man crying on the train. I, it was great because people spread out. I got to stretch. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're worried about being uh, being too crowded, just start crying. Yeah, it really, people will give you space. That's yeah. a great life hack. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should talk about the book. <laughs> oh, did you want to talk about the book? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, bit. we definitely have your story, your yeah, story yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the idea of this book is uh, there's a dude who discovers that his guitar has the ability to summon the titular murder falcon. Yeah. Uh, he finds that he needs to reassemble his metal band in order to stop beings from another dimension and save the entire world. Mm-hmm. It's built and built and built over the course of eight issues. The art is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Yeah. This uh, series has been crazy. But the thing that's anchored it is it's kept it in the human realm the entire time and really focused on the emotion and the life of this main character, peppering the enormous, and I do mean enormous, fight scenes with these very quiet scenes of emotion at the same time, oh my God. which has been absolutely beautiful. How'd you felt, how, how have you felt about it, Justin? I, I mean really like this book. It's very... Uh, Pete definitely brought it in, and he was wearing clothes themed on it, so I was understandably dubious. Yeah. Um, it's like when your friend joins a cult, and you're like, okay, uh, cool, but not my thing, perhaps. <laughs> Real uh, cool. Uh, yeah, cool for you. I'm just super cool. What a cool cult. Of a cool cult. Uh, but it is, it is really good. The art's amazing, like you're saying, and the way that uh, the story unfolds, you sort of know... I, I don't want to get into spoiling it for people that haven't read it, but uh, if you're a Pete fan, you probably have it tattooed on your body at, at this point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the reveal of what's happening with the main character is sort of given to you before the last issue. You know, It's given to you throughout the series, and so it adds all this emotional weight to everything that's happening before you finally get to the last four pages or whatever, when it's just... It is... Super sad. Super emotional. Really well done. I just think it's one of those things where what's great about it is it's so over the top and ridiculous. It's giant um, monsters destroying the world, and the only thing that can save the day is metal music. Yeah. And there's a murder falcon. And, you know, it's, like, insane. But the just the small moments, like Alex was saying, of, like, the relationship stuff. You find out what happened with this guy's relationship, and, and it, it's just heartbreaking. And then you find out about the main character, and it's even more heartbreaking. And then you get to this like final scene that you think, like, I can't take anymore, and then it just keeps pushing it. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so over the top. It's just, it really does a great job of doing all the things and elevating the comic art form in such a beautiful way, Whoa. a powerful way. Has this made you ref- uh, respect regular falcons anyway. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely does yeah cool that's a real world uh, exa- uh repercussion that's great he was very mean to falcons yeah, previously. Didn't trust before this, this yeah, trust yeah. now so, that's yeah. good news yeah. <laughs> that's good news for the uh eco sphere all right let's move on to environmental message the ecosphere is saved <laughs> <laughs> the ecosphere do you mean earth 
I don't know. Or, <laughs> e- or e- we all call it. We all call it different names. We call it the ecosphere <laughs> on this show. <laughs> we always you. say the Green Thank New you. Deal is finally going to save the ecosphere. <laughs> <laughs> call it whatever you want, Pete. Earth. Shazam number five from DC Comics. Uh, this is from writer Jeff Johns and artist Dale Eaglesham. Uh, this book just is a load of fun. I'm having a good time with this book. What? <laughs> That's a funny way to put it. It's a real load of fun. It's like a dump truck of good. It is like that, though. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think, think that legitimately I sort is of how a, to describe I it. I agree with it, but it's just a funny way to say it. Talk about something you like. It's like being like, God, this marriage is a load of love. <laughs> real load of Un- love. Un- unlike a picnic basket full of giggles. That's yes. it. Nice. Well this, done, so. I, I do think it's a good way of describing it, though, because this book is like reading candy. Like, it's... Yeah. You, you're following Shazam and the rest of the Marvel family. You like family. reading candy? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like the outside of a lot of I don't want to eat this, but man, this is a good reading. You're having a psychotic break. Oh, I'm like. sorry. Sounds like somebody doesn't like Laffy Taffy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, who's Too not? Too many words. What do you do with your popsicle stick when you get to the joke? Read it? Okay. All right. Nice. Let's keep going with our reviews. So We're uh, journalists, as we proved 10 years ago. <laughs> with so the Marvel family has been split into these seven magical realms. Some of them are filled with animals. One of them is filled with video games. Another one is a wonderland for children that is literally built on the backs of adult, uh, adults who are building it. Uh, it's a lot, but it's all packed with this awesome art from Dale Eaglesham yeah. that literally packs every single panel with so many characters, so many ideas, so many things going on, which is why it really does feel like eating candy when you read it, where it's mm. just, it gives you this sugar rush. It's very written as an adult writing for kids, so it does yeah. have that level of things. Um, but it's fun. I'm enjoying the ideas that are going on in here. It's cute. The art is great. What do you guys think about the book? Yeah, I'm, I mean, the art alone is worth it. All the worlds that they create is really fantastic. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of just a fun playing with all these different ideas at once. It has a nice kind of storytelling flow to it, which is great, so you don't get caught up in one idea too long. It, uh, yeah, I've been impressed with this, and I'm usually not a Shazam guy. So Yeah, uh, it is crazy how much is going on, because there are all the members of the Marvel family, uh, many of which I'm like, which one are you? You're... Lightning, but a different type? I think you need to remember three members of the Marvel family, and that's pretty much it. Right. There's Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., and then a couple of others. Yeah. And it's crazy. We don't even know the names of these characters, but it's still like, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, and they're all in these different worlds. And the way that, I mean, Jeff Johns has been doing comics forever. So like he can uh, sort of move through this information in a way that makes us be like, I, I'm taking it all in at the same time. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I would just say it's a real load of fun. <laughs> Cool. Pick those both up, and that's it for the wait, stack. Wait, wait. What about what? the Spider-Man issue? We don't have a uh, copy of it here. Yeah, but we can you want to talk, talk about, about it? it? Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Do you know what number it was? Uh, nope. nope. Okay, great. great. This is already off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it was a very hey, touching... Hey, Prince Alex, this is usually what you talk about. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, it was a very touching issue. You have uh, a Spider-Man in the middle of a big brawl, and then all of a sudden a nine-year-old shows up. Uh, sorry, nine-and-a-half-year-old. 
and it's Thank kind you. of and it's like Big hey, difference. I'm, my name is Spider Bite, and I'm here to help. And you're like, what? Uh, but then the fight just keeps escalating. Uh, and then if you notice in the background, the backgrounds start to deteriorate and turn into like kind of cardboard cutouts of backgrounds. You're like, what the fuck is happening in this comic? And then you kind of uh, go back to like a playroom and you see Spider-Man playing with this little kid. And it's very touching. And it's kind of the story of Spider-Man taking time out of his day to spend it with the kid. And then, like, the parents have kind of, like, a breakdown in front of Spider-Man. You're like, oh, shit. How is this superhero going to do with this real-world stuff? And then he, like... Starts punching the parents. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fucked up. That's not what happened. It's way... uh... Yeah, and so Spider-Man's, like, you know, the kid's, like, he's worried that if he goes to sleep that he won't wake up. Yeah. So Spider-Man was like, oh, we had a fun day. And then he like goes back in. He's like, the day's not over. Get your jacket. And they go web slinging. And it was very touching. Uh, you definitely cried on the train <laughs> reading this one, too, didn't you? You're kind of crying right now. Yeah. Talking about it. You are crying a little bit right now. And I'll tell you what, yeah. Pete, that's the first book that you've ever explained the story of. <laughs> ever. Yeah. In a way that you could follow. Exactly. And yeah. you're crying. Yeah. Think about that. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> cool. Did you look up what number it was? Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's number six, guys. Oh. This issue is really wonderful. It's well written. It's very emotional. Uh, it's it, super sad. It's, it's yeah. very like, sad. Between this and Murder Falcon, it's like a uh, real, I'm dehydrated. I bet <laughs> yeah. I need to reach Tell you what, if you want a load of fun, reach Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> It'll really take the edge off. That is actually it for the stack. Yeah. Guys, we're yep. going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Hey, uh, Zub, we should point out we do have three copies of this to give out to our Weatherman Volume uh, 1. Now, just real quick question. I don't know if you did this pre-show or if this is the giveaways. Uh, we also have a Fuck Soups Hats. Courtesy of the boys, uh, we have several Damn hundred. Damn, want a fuck soup hat? Yeah, there Now, let's keep in mind, we have hundreds of these. Hundreds. So we will be giving these away yes. every week. The boys coming to you Prime Video on July 26th uh, will have hats way past that. They're fun and... Then hard to wear in public. Yes. I wore one home, and I was like, oop, uh, my kids can never see this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you, sir, what's your name? What's your question? My name is Harris Tellmacher. Okay. Steve great. Martin, L.A. Story. Steve Martin, L.A. Story. He was a weatherman. Oh. oh wow. you, did you look that up, or did nope. you know that? Uh, he knows wow. that. He is a human computer. Wow. So uh, I have a question and a comment. I like that you said that name and thought we would know. when We just, <laughs> we just proved that we have no idea what we're Stumped. talking about. Yeah. Um, now, you talked about comics compared to TV, and, of course, TV is going through the upfronts right now. So if you could take a comic... Uh, and pitch it as a 13-episode, basically, like, miniseries. Mm-hmm. What comic storyline would you pitch? 13 episodes. 13, not 10 or 8 or 22. number, yeah. unlucky number. Interesting. Uh, and as a miniseries, so, and not an ongoing series. This is just a close-ended uh, comic book television show. Uh, Other than The Weather Bad, of course. Yeah. If you guys have any thoughts. Anybody? Pete? Uh, uh, Hackslash? <laughs> 
You go great. from Murder Falcon mm, yeah. to Heartstring Spider-Man to that. Yeah, Welcome to my brain, bro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he can only cry for so long before he touches. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of love for yeah. Tim. I, gotta, I go, yeah, I can only do emotions for so long. I need <laughs> violence. Yeah. Eventually, after about five minutes, his tears turn into bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Crying bullets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 13 I guess, episode. I, I guess I, I mean, I, I, I said, like if, if, oh, if a kid can't be the weatherman, it can't be shirtless bear fighter. By the way, shirtless bear fighter was fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you for that. Shirtless yeah, bear absolutely. If it can't be either one of those, um, I would seriously consider if it wasn't one of my projects or our projects. Guys, Murder Falcon is amazing. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I know I've gushed a lot about comic creators like on this show so far, but Danny Warren Johnson is just incredible. He's he's, he's amazing. And Mike Spicer did a great job on the book, too. He colored Shirtless Bear Fighter. Those guys are all fantastic. But anyway, I mean, I would give some serious thought to that if it couldn't be one of my projects. Yeah, Daniel's amazing. Uh, Not not that I ever want to see it outside of a comic, just because it's it's my pedestal learning... Mm -hmm. Entry point of awesome, but uh, I would love to see what would happen nowadays or even in the future uh, with Domu. Uh, Otomo's Domu, I think, would be amazing and mind blowing. You just blew my mind. Wow. Uh, just to throw one out there, I'd love to see House of Penance. That's a book that came out, art by Ian oh. Bertram a while yeah. ago. Really dark Vertigo best- book? Uh, no, no. there was an image book. Image. Oh. Uh, and the idea of the book was this, it's almost a Western, this guy who's a cowboy, kind of irredeemable, killed a lot of people, ends up in this house where people are just constantly building the house, making it bigger and changing the wings. And they're looking at it, like the title says, as a way of gaining penance for themselves. But the art for me and Bertram is very dark, and they start seeing these veins of blood seeping oh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's the sort of thing that I think could work as like a Haunting of Hill House type series, yeah. uh, where it is very dark, but it gets very deeply into the characters at the same time. Uh, that's cool. Um, Thank you. Uh, very cool. It's the same artist as Little Bird, the book we were oh, reading man, earlier yeah. today. Uh, we read together. And uh, I was going to say... Uh, I love that, by the way. I saw you guys on the train the other day and flipping the pages and waiting until you finish. What's nice crying. is he always asks me if I'm done reading before he flips the page. Yeah, yeah it's very see? sweet. Well, we're yeah. darling, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're cute. Uh, I was going to say Bone. Uh, I'd like to see Jeff Smith's Bone made into a television show. Cool. Uh, it'll fill the gap of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. And not be as um, dark. <laughs> yeah. Pete, you got one? Or yeah. you already said hacks? Yeah, I already said it. Okay, great. Um, oh, you also had a uh, comment. What was your comment? A comment. Okay. Yeah, my comment is for Alex. Oh, And okay. uh, Cypher is the best X-Man. Oh, yeah! Cypher quiz time! It's Cypher quiz time. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, Okay, for those of you who are new to the show, we have a secret Cypher quiz on the show. Simon, those of you who don't know who Cypher is, which we don't blame you, he uh, is an X-Man, I guess... The worst X Man. All right, no, I think this guy just said he's the best X Man. So a word you, a words you made him say, uh, and he uh, his mutant power is like knowing other languages. Right, exactly. So if you 
we've gone through a couple of rounds of this already, but the phrase to unlock it is Cypher is the best X-Man, uh, which Pete weirdly guessed. Very uncomfortable moment on the show. Uh, but we have a couple of questions <laughs> that I'll go through. We've done some of these before, so you probably know these, but they're all in different languages that I have not studied, so I'm going to pronounce them wrong. Okay, first one. Uh, quel est le vrai nom de Cypher? Doug Ramsey. Great. Nice. Uh, that was who, what is Cypher's real name? Uh, Kien Creo Cypher. Chris Claremont and Sal Busoma. Yep, that's who created Cypher. Uh, wow. All right, here we go. Uh, in Welky Questy, introduced to he's... New Mutants 13. Great, he was introduced in New Mutant 13. That's great. Uh, here we go. Eke Meze e Ano? 1984. Eke Meze e Yep, it's March of 1984. Wow. Wow. How did you guess that? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was saying you were such a dick for not giving that to him. You were going to make him do the month. Oh, yeah. The month is in the question. You did a secret Punisher quiz for five years without telling anybody. All right. Also, I like the way you pronounced it again the second time. (laughs) Thank you. It was really good. Yeah. Wait until you you hear the next one. Okay, here we go. Uh, Man, I really should have done this with language as I know. Okay. Guy Novin Tiltre of Cypher's Romantisk Interesser. Ooh, okay. Guy Novin Tiltre of Cypher's Romantisk Interesser. Uh, I know okay. what the question is, but who would know the answer unless they're a real psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking you're going for Wolfsbane? Uh, Ron Sinclair? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good part of it. Wow. Part of it. Okay. Of course, you have to know Norwegian, <laughs> maybe. Uh. <laughs> I should have written that down. I should have written that down. <laughs> You don't know the word. You're you uh, promoting Cypher. You don't even know what you wrote. No, here's the thing that people don't recognize about Cypher. Everybody's like, oh, he can speak every language. He can't. He can only translate every language. Cool. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) Wow. What a fun X-Man fact. So he's not even, he can't even do, he can't even speak the language. He can just translate it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you one more time. This and I'll emphasize the part that might help. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last time. Last time, and then we'll do this next show. Gear Novin till tray of Cypher's romantic interesser. Okay, so you're looking for three of his romantic interests. Okay, so we we've done Wolf Spain. That's good. Again, now he had a crush on Kitty Pride, but she never reciprocated. But all right, I think we can. That's that. fine. Yeah. You know, Alex is going to see. And I am going to have to say, I mean, his most romantic relationship has to have been Warlock. I mean, come on. Oh, no, they wow. were f- they were friends. They wow. shared a body. Yeah. Okay. That's about yeah. as romantic as you're going to get. You know, so just to prove to you, I'm not no Pete with my quizzes. Does anybody know Cypher's third romantic interest? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you guys really don't know the history of the most interesting X-Men. What? You don't need to make excuses about not knowing Cypher. It's like being like, you don't know Chester A. Arthur. Psylocke! Oh, nice. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to push through. We're going to do this. Dans quelques cipher et il mort. Dans quelques cipher et il mort. That is going... See, I'm not sure if you're asking for your issue, so I'm just going to say uh, New Mutant 60 in 1988. That is correct. Wow. What, what issue did Cypher die in? New number 60. Great. How many more questions are there? So many. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think there's 10. There's 10. 10. Okay. Uh, coma part decay trauma. <laughs> it's a follow-up to the last question. Como part decay trauma. Uh, oh, do you know this? No, no, I just know what. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we can we can do. Is do you want to use oh, your one? Oh, wait. Phone, wait. Uh, are you asking about how he died? He took a bullet shot by the animator that was meant for Ron. I'll tell you what. That might be one of the other questions, but that's not this one. Oh, I'm sorry. But remember that answer for later. Will, for some reason, come back to this. Nice. Great. Great run. Really great, run. great stuff. Great that was truly incredible. Uh, I think we have time for one more question or oh, so. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, what's your name? What's your question? Hi, my name's Jarrell. Uh, having a real load of fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sarcastic. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know how I can follow that. No, uh, I can't. So my question is, you know, with the weatherman writing a morally gray character, is there ever a point where you kind of think this would be going too far for the book? Interesting. Great uh, that's a, that's yeah, that's a good question. I think that um, I, I think the focus is in. Um, being honest, I think, emotionally with the character's choices. So insofar as somebody would be, you know, taking an action that is in character um, and that is publishable, no. Um, not really. I think we kind of follow it where it goes, or that's what we've done so far, or certainly we haven't encountered anything that was... What I think what we call like totally off limits. I mean, we definitely make some choices, even in the first issue of the book, I think, that are polarizing for some people. Um, so that, that's a good indication for you, I think, of how far we're willing to go to, you know, to be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very nice. cool. Good, good question. Uh, still got uh, one more? Or no, no, we can take a quick Bo question. Boothman's quick question. got a question. Oh, yeah, Boothman, Ooh. what's up? I, I want to ask, because I don't know when I'll get the opportunity. The Weatherman's one of my favorite new books. Yeah. Um, I really love what you guys are doing. The plot and world building, building is great, and the artwork is amazing. Cheers, man. Thank I have you. two uh, kind of questions. One, I really love the uh, covers for each issue. I'm wondering what, what, what's the process like of like putting together a cover. I think they're really striking. And uh, two, you were speaking about a polarizing moment from the first issue. I had a bunch of friends that I recommended this book to. And they also loved it, but they had a hard time getting past a really horrific death in the first issue. And I'm wondering what it was like putting that moment together. Sure. Uh, you want to go to the covers first? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, when we got started, uh, this huge box arrived, and it was this big Plinko <laughs> device, and the covers were at the bottom. Uh, sorry, it's the best dad joke I've got. <laughs> uh, no, I had, we... Uh, 
we spend a lot of time really talking about how to kind of cultivate and design the style of the book and and what we wanted to represent and how much we're kind of putting into it. And this, you know, much like the last question about a morally gray character, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing in the book and then even to, you know, some of the other other content and unapologetic moments uh, in the book because it has a reason and purpose for being there. Uh, you know, I, I think we wanted to try and do as best we could to stand off the shelf and really establish who our cast are, um, you know, give a little bit of their kind of world building and character within everything. Uh, and, you know, in terms of color and design sense, at least on my covers, um, you know, I I wanted to have freedom and experiment and, and you know, really kind of design the, the best thing that I could and... Um, you know, kind of pay homage to the characters that we're spending all this time with, uh, but also to the design team that we have uh, is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. And and uh, Tom Muller's uh, design work for the logo and just kind of really creating the entire trade dress and the design of the book. Um, you know, it, his design I think complements my insanity with his like you know really stark, quiet graphicness. So it 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 kind of created a, a great beacon that I knew we wanted to design and collaboration and talking about how, you know, what the covers would represent and how it would, how it would be viewed on the shelves, yeah. let, let alone, you know, kind of a, a unique, you know, cover kind of square block art design. Um, so it was really kind of a, a chance to kind of, you know, check all those boxes and at the same time have some real, real fun with the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said. Um, in terms of the, the, the moment in issue one that was polarizing, um, yeah, I think it really just comes down to... Um, you know, story isn't always about giving us the things that we want to happen. Um, bad things happen in reality. Bad things happen in life. Um, and we have to deal with them. Um, and I think that, you know, the, we are using this story to sort of, not all the time, but on occasion, um, explore some of those um, harsher realities. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that, that that's definitely a moment that that was very um difficult I think for us as creators um to commit to and to execute, no pun intended. Um but oh. um, but yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a tough moment for sure. I mean, um I know that there are people who, you know, uh didn't feel great about it, but again, we feel like it was honest. We felt like it was, you know, uh, a moment that um d- deserved to be there for a variety of story reasons. I think it kind of you know, says something about the chaos of pursuits of justice and revenge and the sort of spillover of, of violence in those moments. Um, and also sort of like changed, you know, our main character's worldview um, in an instant. You know, you have this guy who has this sort of perfect life all of a sudden is anything but. Um, and there's also just the idea of just sort of establishing right out of the gate that no one's safe because no one is. Oh, shit. Um, and also just um, <clears throat> establishing as well that we have characters in our book that are flawed. Um, just like we are flawed. So um, that's the purpose of it. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's a painful moment, but we're all going to, you know, when we all kind of experience it, you know, together as readers, as creators, and we move through it together, and ultimately it's going to lead us to some real moments of joy down the road. Nice. Uh, real quick, what's the deal with brutal noodles? What do you mean? What's the deal with uh, it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mean like where did it come from? Yeah. What is the origin? Oh, and uh, I think, uh, so, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that, Loves food. I think we both are. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think when I was, I really liked the idea of having, uh, like a noodle shop, ramen shop in the future. Um, but I'm also a big fan of, uh, music and metal music as well. 
And so I like the idea of, combi- of this like noodle bar that was just like sort of heavy metal themed. So that's where the brutal comes from. Nice. And I like the juxtaposition of the two words, I guess, because you know it's you know noodles aren't brutal. But <laughs> 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 it's right. like, kind of fun. So that's that's really where it came from. Uh, cool. Very cool. And that's it for your audience questions. Yeah. Guys, it is time for trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Pete right. LePage, the star of trivia. Oh, boy. All right, this is part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win $25 free dollars and we gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like a chance to win $25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. I know last okay. time you got denied, you came back, so you are up, sir. That is nice. It's kind of standard yeah. over here. Yeah. So how this is going to work is I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, $25 yours. Please uh, remind us of your name again, sir. I'm Jarrell. Jarrell, audience, audience, Jarrell. Hi, audience. Hey. All right. Uh, Today's trivia is on topical comic news. Okay. Question number one, Marvel is canceling and then relaunching what with Jonathan Hickman Doing the writing. Is it A, X-Men, B, Alpha Flight, or C, Brian Cox? So it's either A, X-Men, if you would like $25, or you could pick B and C and be completely wrong. As much as I would love for it, that, for that, as much as I would love for it to be C, it's okay. A X Men. That is correct. Nice. That is correct. Here we go. Question number two: Boom Studios is bringing the women of Firefly on a new adventure called Blank. Is it A Black Spire, B The Sting, or is it C Gina Davis? So it's either A, or you could pick B. I'm gonna go with B. B is correct. The Sting. All right, last question. Marvel has done fun issues that Justin likes and I hate. Loads where, of fun. Where what? heroes play baseball, hang out at the beach, uh, and <laughs> has announced that summer special number one has been blank. Is it A, canceled, B, put into an ongoing series, or C, Samuel L. Jackson? So it's either A, canceled, which I'm very excited about, <laughs> or you could pick B. Wow, what a uh, jerk. <laughs> yeah. As someone who loves fun, this hurts to say A. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Wow. A. Oh, wait. Uh, can I answer the secret? Ooh, oh, you okay. Think you, if you uh, want- I believe it's the long kiss goodnight. You are correct, sir. Wow. Long kiss goodnight. It it almost, did you know that? You did know that. Yes, the third random. answer is the C answers of Pete's trivia questions are another secret trivia quiz. Uh, cool. What a takedown of fun comics. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The, well, lo- like, the load of fun is. And a I'll tell you lighter. what, it's always fun when people are out of a job. So it's good. <laughs> no, it's I just good, think it's good like, news all around. Write a comic, have some things happen. I don't want to watch my favorite heroes play baseball. You know what I mean? Like, do something. <laughs> baseball is something. Yeah. Just ask baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you couldn't think of one baseball player. No, there's plenty of. There's are, there yeah. are plenty of. Just <laughs> ask. Keddy Dykstra. <laughs> Almost. You were so close. No? Don yeah. Mattingly. Hey! Daryl Strawberry. Hey, That's good. Now you guys are killing it. Babe Ruth. <laughs> oh, wow. You had to go back for that. Oh, boy. Uh, as we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Black Widow number five. 
Any, any okay. reasons? Or? Well, you know, I don't know if everybody's seen Endgame, but, uh, you know, I may or may not miss some people, so it's nice to know <laughs> that they are in the comic. Real sneaky, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. He said may or may not. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's a real mystery what Pete meant by that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Low Number 22 oh, from yeah. Image Comics, a recommender series about... Uh, sort of a nihilistic look about a post at a post apocalyptic world where people had to live under the oceans and uh, how it gets worse from there, and it's great. Gorgeous. I'm looking forward to. We mentioned this earlier, but Little Bird number three comes out tomorrow from uh, Image Comics. This is a book about a young girl in a post apocalyptic wasteland who's traveling with a large dude named Axe, which seems like the typical story you know, except it has so many different layers, so many good other directions, and it does have this absolutely gorgeous art from Ian Bertram throughout it. Uh, definitely, definitely pick it up. We'll also have a review of it on our Stack podcast, which goes in our regular Comic Book Club feed every Wednesday at 9 a.m. with a bunch of other reviews. Plug your stuff, guys. What should people be checking out? Yeah, uh, Volume 1 of Weatherman is out now. came out in April. Um, it's fantastic. Beautifully designed by Tom Muller, who I think we name-dropped a minute ago. Um, and then we also have Volume 2, Number 1, which goes on sale in June. Um, also fantastic. Can't wait to share it with everybody. Yeah, nice. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right. Fighter Volume 1, still on sale. Yeah, get that as well. They're both awesome. A couple of things before we go. This show is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do. So check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club. You get access to our Patreon Slack, which is a ton of fun, among other things that you can check out. Also, we have a bunch of other podcasts you can check out. We do a regular Riverdale podcast that is almost done for the season. Riverdale After Dark, that's going to run Wednesdays at 9 p.m. We also do a Cloak and Dagger podcast called Cloak and Jabber. That's Thursdays at 9 p.m. after mm-hmm. that show. Uh, we have an American Gods podcast coming back at some point. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely. It's we're like, going to finish it's it up. It's like a home improvement project. Uh, we're going to finish why it up. Why do you bother plugging something until we... There's a couple of episodes there to really uh, heat it up. Get ready. Plus, <laughs> get re-listen to it. Oh, see What's going to happen? Rant. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, we have a bunch of other podcasts that you can check out at comicbookclublive.com. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and keep your eye out for Pete Crown on the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and many, many more. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Jody and Nathan yeah. for being yeah. on the show. Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Good night, guys. Thank you.